Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, it is uh, Gary on Guns, and uh, we're bringing a couple of uh, new folks to the table. Jordan and Kelsey are in. I'm sorry about that. You want me to talk into into this? <laughs> into this thing? People you know what that is? No. <laughs> no, but I'll bet you do. I'll bet you're used to Well, never mind. Uh, all right, so uh, we've got Kelsey and Jordan in, uh, and they are here uh, from... Um, the name of from Powderhorn. Powderhorn. That's the Powderhorn. Thank you. They buy advertising, so I should have known. He's done this before, right? No, 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 no. It's he his first it. day. Yeah. Oh, you lucky people! You're on with, with the radio god. Um. Anyway, Scott Van Kirk is with us too. He's uh, in the outer studio because we have so many people here. I am looking at a website here uh, where they sell belts. And I have two of these belts, and I love them. They are the Super Belt. Ellis, welcome. Thank you very much, Better sir. To have you in studio with us? Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it is. Um, now, you sell a belt, and I've got two of them, and they're absolutely fabulous. Thank I, you. I and by the way, you can't have my ammunition, and you can't have my gun, <laughs> and you. Yeah, um, I'm eyeballing that Rock Island Arsenal, or Rock Arsenal there. It is neat, isn't it? It's a nice gun. Uh, anyway, so what makes your belt so durable? I mean, it doesn't roll, it doesn't curl. Um, and then, and, and if, if you get into the bathroom thing, I'm going to hurl, but... <laughs> But you kind of you kind of have to because that that's what made the sale for me. Oh, that's awesome! So first off, it's not leather. That's the number one most important thing. It's not leather at all. It's a completely proprietary material. And the the best way that I've been describing it lately is just imagine you take a ratchet strap like you'd use to tie down a load to a trailer or truck, and then cover that in a polymer coating. And so you've got double the strength. You've got the, the core webbing of the inside, and then you've got the exterior. There's no stitches in it, so there's nothing to rip apart. There's nothing to break. Uh, it's got 1,500 pounds of tensile strength. It's completely waterproof. You can soak the stuff in bleach, and it won't, it won't discolor. It won't fade. It's, it's just ridiculously strong. And the, the bathroom thing, it's, I'll, I'll use the clinical term. It's antimicrobial. So, uh, no, go ahead. Use the bathroom. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it makes you, the case. You, you never think about your belt as being gross until you realize it's the first thing you touch after using the restroom before you wash your hands and you've never washed it in your entire life. Uh, and I talk about leather is leather is made from skin. It, skin is supposed to absorb moisture. It's supposed to stretch. That's great for skin. Terrible for belts. So the uh, uh, my other phrase is. We rode horses until we got cars, and, you know, now we've got better technology. We don't need leather anymore. And you can wash this in Clorox. Yeah. And it won't discolor. Nope. Exactly right. I literally do that now with the COVID world. Before I put them in the package to mail them to the customer, I spray them down with Clorox spray, wipe them down, stick them in the package so I know I'm not transferring any germs to my customers. And you've got nice-looking belt buckles. You've got some that I can wear with a suit. You've yep. got others that uh, would uh, fit with uh, a pair of jeans. Yep, absolutely right. So that's kind of neat. And you make them right here in central Missouri. Right here in central Missouri. And the material is also made in the U.S. And I try to source U.S. buckles. I can't always do it. But like the stainless steel ones, they're from Canada. That's not too bad. At least we're on the same continent. Close enough for government work. Yeah. <laughs> Thesuperbelt.com. All right, Jordan, uh, you and I chatted uh, earlier in the week. Uh, you were on the national show. Glad to have you in studio. Uh, your former law enforcement? That's correct. Yep, I spent quite a few quite a few years doing that in my my uh, childhood days. In your child <laughs> childhood, <laughs> six years old sheriff. He's a, he's a kid right now. 
<laughs> I consider that my my first career, but yeah, I spent uh, I guess a total of probably twelve years in law enforcement. Oh wow! Uh, but well, finished off as a reserve deputy, but uh, yeah, about twelve years total, most of it full time. And then you also uh, did training with law enforcement. Yeah, we did lots of in service training, but then I I ended my well, no, not really ended, but yeah, I spent a few years uh, at. LETI at the Law Enforcement Training Institute here at the University of Missouri, working as a faculty member over there. So you you work with guns quite a bit, uh, but now to the crowning jewel. <laughs> Thanks. Tell me about your background. How did you get involved in this? I've listened to your commercials, and that's why I told the sales department, you got to get this girl in here. I think you could say I was born into it, like quite literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my dad owned Powderhorn for 30 four years i guess he bought it from don mays in the 80s um i was born in the 90s and i i grew up in that store born in the 90s i, I know hate that's, this yeah. girl. that's just <laughs> disgusting born in the 90s all right little girl go ahead <laughs> but no dad brought me in um doing little stuff at first you know scraping arrows fletching arrows um yeah i used to do that all the time that, yeah. what, what does it mean to fletch an arrow <laughs> <laughs> literally taking pieces of plastic or feather and gluing it to an arrow shaft. really yeah it's great it's really fun you should oh, do that's... it for about four years you will never want to touch another arrow in your life <laughs> really helps you become one with who you are I'm yeah. telling you, i tell people if i fletch your arrows it means i like you because wow. i refused no um <laughs> i was you know 10 12 well, I, I think I think Gary's uh, arrow experience was at Little Bighorn. <laughs> so uh, there's a little different uh, situation there, Kelsey. I don't think he necessarily knows what you're talking about. I don't know, Custer. I think we. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Would you turn his microphone off? <laughs> he interrupts the flow like that all the time. So all right. So you were felt it fletching. <laughs> I'm You're sorry, working what? With... <laughs> yes, we'll go with yes. We're going to have to just uh, do a little editing there, Brian, on the fly. <laughs> Too late. Too late. It's already <laughs> gone there. <laughs> oh, I can't get it back either. Gone. <laughs> All right. So you've been in the business for a long time. Yes. And you know arrows uh, and you know guns. Yes. And uh, you like to shoot? Absolutely. <clears throat> Where do you go? Um, we actually own some property north of town, but I do... Go... Occasionally, we go to the public ranges, you know, when it's either inclement weather or you need a covered area to shoot um also got, it's nice to have a solid bench occasionally you got your own range sort of it's a field <laughs> but we, doesn't sound the same we, when you're this, no, the second we, um, time around it's, so we private range sounds way more upscale than no it's, it's a field it's with a, a, field. With a hill. No, uh, <laughs> we do we actually have a legitimate backstop um mm. we have six hanging steel targets we've got a dueling tree and we've got one of those little walking steel targets um we have a pretty decent movable target stand so like say someone wants to shoot a rifle at 300 yards pretty easy to do i guess she does have a range yeah, yeah. that's all you really that need more than right. i got in my backyard yeah, that's right yeah i'll take out two or three neighbors if i <laughs> <laughs> let loose at all uh so uh anyway Powderhorn, where are you located so people know if they we want are to. off of paris road um if anybody is familiar with paris road we are straight across the street from like dnh drug drugstore uh boone county bank stuff like that um it's the old sutherland's building mm -hmm. some people still kind of remember where that is um but basically we are more or less where like paris road meets uh business loop i was in and i was 
telling Jordan this uh, a, a couple of years ago I was in and you guys had a revolving rack with rifles in it and you had a Winchester 3840 Ooh. 1873 lever action oh, oh. I, I drool over those <laughs> rifles I love those rifles <laughs> Uh, and to this day, I wonder if I made a mistake or if I should have bought the thing. If you're still thinking about it, you should have bought it. I should have bought, bought it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's kind of a true salesperson, yeah. isn't she? Hey. She's been she doing it for a minute. Selling it right. Scott was... Van Kirk is playing with one of the firearms that, that you guys brought in, and he's I think he's buying that. <laughs> he yeah, I already texted apart, one of so, the guys uh, and said set it back when he goes in. So <laughs> it'll be there later for him. <laughs> Girl's a hard sell. She's she's always she's on the clock somehow. <laughs> the way to go. Well, right. she's she's already moved to the top of my list. She's she's one of my new favorites. Thank you. And uh, that 1873 though, the, the one you had was an original though. It was made <laughs> in like 1874. You actually, actually bought, got it. I bought it new. I bought it new. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, one of the other reasons we beat you, oh. you Custer. <laughs> All right, uh, we, we're up against the clock. Quick break. We're going to be right back. Super Belt, Powderhorn, right here. Gary on Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 20 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Kelsey is in from Powderhorn. She brought Jordan along for the ride. And then we got Ellis here. He's the, he's the belt man. Yeah, thank you. What has happened to this program? And then Scott Van Kirk is uh, in the outer studio. Uh, he is a former law enforcement and uh, also a trainer. Um, I'm seeing all kinds of stories in the news about how challenging it is to get ammunition. And I keep seeing these stories over and over and over again. I, You can't pick up a, a journal uh, anywhere or online at any firearms reputable uh, website and not hear about how challenging it is. Uh, and it doesn't seem to have any end in sight. How are you guys doing over at Powderhorn? We're getting by. We're doing what we can. Um, I'd like to think we're doing better than some, but I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say on a national scale, you know. But it, we're getting enough to cover most of the guns we're selling. So if I buy a gun from you, chances are I'll be able to buy yes. a box of ammo to yes. go with it. As opposed to using it as a club or something. To or a really pretty <laughs> throw paper bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's some stuff that they are obviously producing more than others. The stuff that they can sell literally billions of units of, mm-hmm. 9mm, 223, stuff like that. Um, some of the other stuff is getting tougher to find. Uh, believe it or not, 38, 357. 38? Yeah. I would not have thought of 38. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen a yeah. case of 38. And 357. Right. Right. It's not a common... We'll get, I don't feel like it's common round. I, we, I mean, normally it is, but it's one of those things. They're not going to produce something that they're just not going to sell as much of. Now, right. they would right now, but long run, they'll yeah. sell more 9mm than For sure. anything. That makes sense. All right, and I, I almost hesitate to go here. <laughs> Shotguns? Uh, shotgun uh, shells? How are you doing with, with those? Uh, <laughs> why, Jordan, why are you laughing? Well, we have some fantastic selection of 28-gauge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just about anything you want to do with a 28-gauge, we can handle. Until everybody figures that out, and then they all buy 28-gauge, and then that'll run out, too. Yeah. No, um, oh, my gosh. We've, we stocked up on turkey loads early. Yeah. We saw that writing on the wall Poor pretty quick. Poor turkeys. Yeah. Um, well, we had people trying to buy cases of turkey loads. Whoa. Yeah. Really? I don't know what people are going to do with 100 rounds of turkey ammo, but... That's 200 years. That takes a long me. time for a lot of people to go through. Um, it would make great home defense ammo, though. That's what, That was my thought. Yeah. That was exactly yeah. my thought. I definitely don't want to get shot with a three-inch long beard. That would not be fun. 28-gauge 
Uh, do you have shotguns to go with the 28? We have one coming. <laughs> one. We have one. <laughs> there's one in the mail. There's, so one. That, there's yeah. one in the mail. It will be here. It'll be here in so we'll three a, to seven weeks. No. Um. We'll get a giant rubber band and we'll get a slingshot <laughs> and just throw the shells at them. It's a pretty good chuck size. Them. You can really chuck those. Yeah. Really yeah. Really yeah. High velocity. You hit them in the eye, boy. <laughs> They're going down. Especially well, the high brass. It's a, it's a new marketing heavier. strategy, oh, Gary. If you've uh, if you've got oh, ammo geez. for it, then you just order a gun. It's like, oh hey, look, we've got this. <laughs> yeah, you go backwards, right? That's actually, I think we did that with a seventeen oh. Hornet. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, we have a whole bunch of seventeen Hornet. I'd say we've seen a lot of uh, rifles sell and shotguns and handguns where they had the ammo, so that that is what they happened to yeah. search for, or we had the ammo, so they bought a three hundred Weatherby mag to go deer hunting with, and just, <laughs> well, we had it, so yeah. that's what they bought. Yeah. Oh wow! So. Um, if you just turn the radio on, uh, we're talking uh, with uh, Kelsey and Jordan from Powderhorn, and uh, we're talking about right now the available uh, the availability of ammunition. And like everybody else, they can't get really get their hands on it. Um, one of the things that the uh, Democrats are trying to go after right now are AR-15s mm. and and semi-automatic rifles. All of us in this room, and probably everybody listening to us right now, understand that that's just nonsense. Uh, but has that increased the demand for AR-15s? Has the word gotten out that they're they're going to try and ban them? Yes and no. Um, we've we've been through this before. Yep. It's not the first go around with people, you know, trying to go after guns that look scary, <laughs> or what they think looks scary. Um, Can we just make them all pink and then will they leave right. us alone? Or put you know brown on them? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it it works, I guess. But um, <laughs> I think some people are starting to get nervous. We're seeing more push for the standard, what I call a standard capacity magazine for an AR. So a 30 round, a 20 round, something like that. She, she, she <laughs> deserves a pat on the back. <laughs> well, it's not high capacity. It's standard. They come with them. That's standard, right? You know, um, Scott points, every time we talk about one of these stories, Van Kirk says, no, it's standard. Yeah. And so uh, I'm sure... It, all right, he's he's giving me a hand gesture. <laughs> why why just the one finger? <laughs> what the hell well, does that mean? No, and I'm happy to hear Kelsey refer to him as that as well because it's a standard capacity. And to be honest with you, if you get a magazine that is that is larger than standard, that is simply enhanced. Correct. That's an enhanced magazine. Enhanced, More enhanced capacity. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Yeah. Um. So we're we're seeing people push for you know magazines and stuff like that, especially. Um, the 30-round or more AR mags, um, we're seeing some people getting nervous, um, like if they have a Ruger 1022, which mm -hmm. is, in fact, a semi-automatic rifle that yep. makes a detachable magazine. Yep. There you go. Um, they make 25-round mags for those guns, and people are starting to look for those, and it's it's interesting. I got, uh, I see, I like the, re the biggest magazine you can get for my wife. She's, uh, my wife loves to shoot. And I've got the most fabulous picture of her with her blonde hair blowing in the wind, shooting an AR-15. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just sexy as hell. <laughs> the problem is we got a, a 22 conversion kit uh, so that it would be a little less expensive mm -hmm. to shoot at the rate that she likes to shoot. Uh, and I discovered that I don't get to shoot then uh. because I'm constantly reloading the magazine. <laughs> and as soon as I can That's your only loaded, job. Yeah. <laughs> let's go shooting. Okay, honey, let's go. <laughs> what she should be saying is let me go shooting and let you go loading. <laughs> and so that, you know, maybe if I can get a, a, a really large drum <laughs> for 22. 
but it is such a fun rifle to shoot. And, you know, the history of the rifle came out, I think, in the 1950s as a hunting rifle. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're trying to say it's a, a war machine. It's a, it's a well, and that. So I've got a gun. I built an AR several years ago. Oh, they're going uh, after those too. Oh, I know. But it's um, I built it to coyote hunt with. Essentially, it's a super lightweight. You know, easy to pack, easy to swing. Um, but the first thing that gun ever killed was a deer. We had a friend that you know his son was little bitty, wanted to start deer hunting, and he bought him a two forty three. And to be honest, that gun was beating the snot out of him. You know, he was just too little. Too small. Yeah, to handle the recoil on that ultralight rifle. Um, so I told him, I said, dude, just borrow my AR. You know, Winchester makes a 64-grain soft point. I've killed deer with it. It's perfect. Um, so he borrowed it. He shot it five or six times, fell in love with it, uh, ended up killing his first deer with it. And then his dad bought his own AR for the kid to hunt with for the next what, two years, I think, before gonna, he got big enough for the 243? I'm going to point out to everybody listening, every bachelor listening, th this girl's got a fiancé. I know <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, here's a girl that loves to shoot, man, managed to make her own AR-15. I'm, I'm assuming an 80%. No, I, I bought a lower um, and, and put it put, all together. Put it together, yeah. I yeah. basically picked what She's I wanted. She's taken... I'm just letting you know she's taken. <laughs> the good ones always are. Yeah, I mean it's you can. That or they're crazy. Guy. <laughs> Fifty fifty. <laughs> Don't look at me. She, Jordan just she said that. Talk. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at Jordan only. I'm, Jordan, it's just you and me now. <laughs> yeah. No, she's not crazy. She's wonderful. <laughs> she's holding a gun. He, he has helps, to say yeah, that. He's <laughs> holding up a sign that says "Please help." <laughs> Oh, oh, that's man. awesome. I'm losing control of the show. <laughs> you lost control when the show started. Yeah, I, I'll be a bartender in Cleveland if this keeps up. <laughs> All right, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. If you've got questions, if these people can't answer, nobody can answer it. Uh, and uh, we will take those calls. Uh, you can also get us on Facebook at Gary on Guns. They brought in half the store. Uh, I think <laughs> this is maybe right <laughs> this is perhaps the safest building in the entire world right now, because uh, everybody we're all out here flashing our our, our carry guns and uh, exchange exchanging notes. Scott Van Kirk by now has probably disassembled a firearm that he took to the outer studio. <laughs> we'll find out all of that shortly. Uh, so uh, you are listening to Gary on guns and. Uh, how many firearms did you guys bring in? I mean, uh, besides your own personal carry. One, two, three. Five or six, five, I, think. I think. Five or six. And they'll be uh, at Powderhorn by what time? What time do you guys open? We open at nine. So whenever so we about, get done here, they'll about, be back over there. About ten after nine. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is Gary on Guns. It's 36 minutes after the hour. And uh, the folks from Powderhorn are on board with us this morning. They are on the business loop. No, you're not. You're Paris. On, you're on Paris, Paris Road. Road. Paris Road. Uh, near. Near business. Loop. Near the business loop. That's yes. close enough. Uh, <laughs> do you have a website that you could send not people yet. to? Yeah, we have a company working on that for us. So it should be up and running <laughs> soon. If it's, if it's I, I will tell you honestly, because I, I know that you were pointing and kind of clowning around it, that Zimmer is doing that. Yep. They are really good at that. They have. They're that, really good. They handle our other websites, so we are looking forward to that pretty soon. Yes. Yeah, that is neat. Ellis is in from thesuperbelt.com. By the way, if you look up superbelt.com, 
Uh, I don't you, own that yet. You don't. You don't. You should take that out. I'm trying. Because people are. You certainly are. I'm uh, trying. Notice that about you. <laughs> really, you're trying. Um, but uh, the belt is fabulous, um, and I'm only. I'm promoting you and and doing this because you're a local company. You're just getting started. Um, you got a terrific product. I mean, I've seen you pull vehicles with your belt. Yep. Um, Four to date with the one I have on right now. It still hasn't stretched out. Yeah, that's. That is that is enough tensile strength to hold Scott Van Kirk's gut in. Yep. That is that's how hey powerful now. that is. Hey it's going to come hey close. There, little big <laughs> the horn. Tensile strength of tenth of Bethlehem steel. <laughs> it, it seems really comfortable and pliable, which is really really nice because I think the number one downfall of most people stopping carrying concealed is because it gets uncomfortable, whether it be yep. weight of gun, belt, holster, whatever it is. After the honeymoon period's over, they put it aside because it gets so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, do you? Routinely, I, uh, I generally carry inside the belt because I'm, you know, I tuck in my shirt and then I have to blouse it over it. Uh, but it's probably not the most effective way to conceal carry. Uh, I would say outside the belt is a much better way to do it. Leave your shirt out, just sweep your shirt back, and you've got access. Yeah, it kind of depends on, I guess you, you do it how you train and you'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I'd say most people still carry on the outside. Um, just because of that comfort level thing. So I think a lot of people start inside, it gets uncomfortable, they move to outside. Depends on what firearm you're carrying. You're right. carrying but then you have to dress appropriately. Yeah, right. and they do In the wintertime, it's really easy. Right. I yeah. mean, you, you carry it on top of your head, for crying out loud. <laughs> you wear a hat. But uh, come summertime, when, when uh, you start wearing lighter and lighter clothes, yeah. It's harder to. That's usually wearing inside the waistband, but you, you know your days of tucking in shirts. You can buy holsters that have little J hooks on them, so you can tuck uh -huh. your shirt in around the holster. But uh, I mean, and we kind of take it for granted. You think about young ladies and how sometimes the the clothes for them really don't help carrying a concealed weapon. And well, and uh, but I'm generally uh, having hips <laughs> doesn't help either because you put something on the hips and it just sticks out farther and you can't I mean sure. it's tough yeah, there's not a one of us that wants that to change but how, <laughs> how you know what what options I know that there's a flashbang we don't have to go into the yeah, great details of that talk about uncomfortable um, yeah. I I do not like bra holsters essentially yeah. um, one they're hard to get to and two that's just no it's uncomfortable yeah um Belly bands work well for most women. It's just a basically a nylon elastic band that wraps around your midsection. Um, you can wear it either against the skin or on top of like a tank top. Um, they get warm, mm -hmm. so during the summer it's not the not best. Yeah, it just depends. Short term, yes, you're fine. Um, but if you're going to wear it all day, eh, no, probably not. Um, but you can generally hide a larger sized firearm for body size you know comparatively yes. um compared to inside the waistband i prefer inside the waistband personally um whether you carry you know appendix or straight you know on the side or five o'clock or small of the back is kind of i leave that up to the small of the shooter. back i don't understand i that. hate it but I, I, what is me. that ncis new orleans <laughs> they have apparently told everybody to carry the gun uh, inside the small of the back and all i can think of is what it feels like when i plop down in a chair yeah yeah it's not or if sitting. i fall no. no it makes you have great posture though you just sit straight up correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It does. Uh, no if, if you're standing long term it's not bad 
but I'm not very flexible, so I can't get to it and draw it comfortably. <laughs> you know, and that's something to think about. Well, yeah, because you got to reach behind. No, sure. I, that, if you yeah. can't scratch There's your nothing. own back, that's the wrong carry for you. Correct. There's, sure. There is nothing about that holster position that I no. that I like. I prefer 5 o'clock, right? Yeah. Here. Yeah. That's I, that, It's easy to hide. Most people have kind of a natural dip at that point on the back of their what hip. About, what about Scott? <laughs> Careful now. Oh, I'm sorry. She said dip, and I well, I went right there. Kelsey, have you uh, you said you're a 5 o'clock carrier. You're not uh -huh. a, necessarily an AIWB person, but have you taken a look at um, Filster's new Enigma system? I have not. Um, I would recommend. I actually finally just got back in stock. I ordered mine last night. Um, I've seen it in action, as in I attended a course where they were um, actually doing the T&E on it. Uh -huh. And it actually negates the need for um, even traditional clothing. It's this holster system that you can get away with wearing with a uh, set of sweats um, or yoga pants and a number of other things like that. You were talking about belly bands being a little too hot, which I would agree with you, especially for summer wear, which is kind of where you need that most yes. slimming uh, uh, holster carry. Give a look to, it's called the Enigma, and it's uh, Filsters, which is P-H-L-S-T-E-R. It's John and Sarah. They're up out of Minneapolis. Um, but give it a look. Okay. Um, Scott, wasn't there a, a holster that, uh, and, and we had the guy on, uh, on the national show, that with, with the pivots? Yeah, that is um, Scott, I believe. I think we had the same name because that made a lot of confusion on the radio. And that is uh, Celtic Holsters out of the Kansas area. His company name just changed from Celtic Holsters. It's Celtic, Celtic Carry Gear, maybe. I'll look it up during the next break. Uh, another interesting thing when Kelsey mentioned belly bands is that Scott over at Celtic actually makes a uh, um, polymer insert for belly bands. So you actually get that uh, trigger lock um, load and you actually get that nice trigger protection. So it actually, rather than sticking the firearm in that little elastic pouch that is in the belly band, there's actually a holster liner that goes along with the belly band. That helps keep the gun dry, too. It doesn't put the yeah. moisture against it. I, I googled the the holster you mentioned, and the first thing comes up that says the pants optional holster. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, no, I'm not going there. No, uh, not marketing a genius. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Um, all right, so um, the other uh, alternatives. Uh, it, uh, anybody here carry in pocket? It's not possible for women's pants. I have, a, I have a little 38 I do sometimes. Huh? I have a little 38, like a snub-nosed 38 I do sometimes, but very, very rarely. Yeah, it's just too uncomfortable, and the draw makes me scared. Yeah, I got a, a, a little pocket carry. If I'm wearing a suit uh, and I don't want to imprint and have the jacket, you know, I, I just I slip that in my pocket, and I've got a holster that uh, is designed for that. Right. Yep. So that when I pull the firearm out, the holster stays in my pocket, mm -hmm. uh, yep. which is really important. But you want you do not want carry a gun in your pocket without a holster. Correct. You do not want to put a gun inside your belt and think that somehow it's secure. <laughs> there are lots of guys walking around without their manhood because that's where they put the gun without a holster. Uh, oh. You think I'm kidding. No, I, I know you're not kidding. That's why it's... The place yeah. oh, that's ridiculous, yeah. Where they, where they did those things. So it's good to get... Uh, and, and I have a drawer full of holsters <laughs> yeah. that I just I thought maybe, and then I tried them, and then I didn't. 
Yeah. That's normal. That's completely normal. You guys do the same thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I usually go through a lot. Now, once I figure out what I want, I've stayed with it for many years now because I've put so many repetitions into it. I don't want to have to start over with training. But I went through a lot to find the, okay, that's the one I want. I can carry most of my firearms like that. I can use the same holster, and that way I don't have, and I keep keep every firearm in the same spot on my body. Um, so One day this summer, we should all bring in the holsters that we don't use. We put them on a table and let people sort through them. All right. Facebook Marketplace. You're listening to Gary on Guns Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 55 50 minutes after the hour. Ellis is in from thesuperbelt.com. We've been talking about his belts and um, really impressed uh, by the quality of those. You're a concealed carry permit holder, and you're, or if you're just a concealed carry person, because I guess now in, in Missouri we can, we can carry without a permit. Um, that is just a great, great, great belt uh, for a whole host of reasons, including the fact that it's you can wash it down with bleach, yep, and it's uh, it doesn't hurt the belt. Nope, um, it doesn't stretch, it doesn't deform, it doesn't roll. It just is a hell of a belt. Thank you very much. Uh, also, the folks are on, and, he, and, and they're made right here in Central Missouri. Pardon me, madam. Uh, <laughs> and, the, uh, and the belts are made right here in Central Missouri. Powderhorn is in as well this morning. Uh, and I wanted to talk about um, the Knicks check um, because they're looking at making some changes. The Democrats want to make some changes. Uh, and it seems to me that they could delay you getting a firearm indefinitely. Um and we'll do that in just a minute. Let me uh, let me do this. We've thrown open the phone lines and said, if you have a question, we've got the people who can answer it. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Tony, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing all right. I uh, unfortunately developed cancer right after I got a new shotgun and I haven't shot the thing, so that's on my list of things to do after I get recuperated. Uh, I got a ammo box, and I'm looking for some silica gel packs to put in that to keep the moisture away from those uh, shells and things. Do they have that at Powderhorn? Yes, sir. Okay, all righty. Very good. Uh, what's your location again? We are at 1915 Paris Road, Suite 103. So take uh-huh. Paris um, kind of at the corner where... Paris meets Business Loop, right next to the mm-hmm. concrete oh, yeah. plant. I know that area well. My dad used to work there at uh, uh, McGraw Edison's warehouse. It's just down the road from y'all. Perfect. All right. All right. Tony, thank well, you. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good day. All right. Desiccants? You carry desiccants? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We sell safes, and you need that in a safe. Yeah, it's and just... they make little bitty ones, you know, that are good for ammo cans, ammo boxes. Um, or for the know. listeners that don't know what that is. Which is not me, of course. What is that? Um, so, you, know, <laughs> you know when you buy um, anything, anything, new. yeah, a bag, um, like okay, purses, women, electronics, uh-huh. yep, anything. It's the little packs that say "Do not eat." <laughs> That's silica gel. You're not supposed to eat those. Correct. So now, um, you now I know right. what you're talking. Okay, okay. It just pulls the anti-moisture. The yes. Gotcha, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay. Um, Desiccants. Wow, yes. Most of the ones term. we sell are rechargeable, reusable. Oh. So when really? they How change color there's a little window and when it changes color you put it in the oven at a very low temperature for an hour or two and it'll change back so basically from yellow to green or whatever the oh, colors that's are cool. yeah and you, you like bake out the moisture mm-hmm. oh that's slick yeah so yeah. your ten dollar investment goes a long way yeah well I, see that won't work I, everything i put in the oven it's either a live sacrifice or a burnt <laughs> offering so i'm sure i'd have it in flames before too long <laughs> wow i guess i can't use that anymore <laughs> 
Well, it's only 10 bucks, so go get another one. Right. <laughs> we will sell you more. Oh, That's you are so right. nice. There yeah. she is doing the hard sell again. <laughs> right. She doesn't stop. She's so nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next check. Um, the Democrats are making some changes in the background check. Um, and it, it seems to me that you have really done some homework on this. It, it, it could you, it could almost lead to an administrative way to deny somebody the right to get a gun. Y- yes. Yeah, so the proposed changes, I think, are in the Senate. They have not passed the Senate. They have passed the House. So uh, they're in the Senate right now. You've got a couple different bills, one of them to extend um, background checks to everybody. So no personal sales anymore. There are some exceptions uh, as gifts within a family that goes out, grandparents, grandkids, it even goes uncle, nephews, things like that. All right, now I've been friends with Scott for eight, ten years. I trust the guy with my life. Uh, If I wanted to sell him a gun under this new bill, would I have to drag him to a gun store and get a background check done? Most likely, yes. And uh, a caveat on that that I read this morning is the fact that the gun shop has to take uh, possession of the firearm in the in the interim. So if you come in and let's say Scott gets delayed or denied, well, you're most likely going to have to fill out a form to get your gun back. Because once I take possession, it's mine now, and we're about to do another transfer back to you. And if, so if you were to get delayed or denied, there would be a gun sitting there with no idea what to do with it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to say anything to anybody. <laughs> I'm going to make a deal with Scott, and there will be no check at all. Because I am not risking putting my firearm yeah. in your hands. Well, no. well not, not me, Gary, because I don't really, I don't really do guns. That's, That's true, you like don't. Just that twenty eight gauge. I have He's a, like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Twenty eight gauge radio. Yeah. Well, he had more, but it, he had more, but he had that boating accident. <laughs> they all fell in the lake. Because I fish weird. It's weird fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not a lot left of the fish after you've shot. <laughs> you pulled the trigger. Um, and on top of that, they're looking at expanding the uh, the waiting period. Is a, the other bill is the I shouldn't say waiting period. I apologize. The possibility for the delay period because there are and most most people do get proceeded and get it done. I'll say instantly, but within the twenty minutes that it takes to do the procedure, um, the delays are going up as a percentage. Um, they're they're going up. We got an email yesterday that unprecedented demand again. So they're just telling us, hey, you're going to get more problems. But the the new bill would take it from what is three business days, which you need to understand doesn't count any weekends or any holidays. Or the day you call it in. It doesn't count the day you call it in, and you can't get it on the third day. Three full business days have to pass, so it would be the fourth business day. So if you got delayed today, it would be Thursday before you come pick up a firearm. Well, they're talking about a 10-day, but it's not really a 10-day. It's 10 days first, at which time, if you make it through the 10 business days, you can submit again to have... Uh, a final determination made and then you have another 10-day waiting period at the end of that 10-day waiting period uh, i'm sorry i shouldn't call it a waiting period at the end of that 10-day delay you know everybody listening to you know <laughs> now knows that it is a it, it has that period. potential yes. for that um but so today let's say if you came in today and you wanted to go turkey hunting turkey season is just a less than a month away i believe it's the 19th of april okay. for uh, for most of us adults spring firearms turkey season uh, if that was in effect and you got delayed and then you asked for a determination and you still stayed and delayed they didn't get you one i could not get you a firearm to start turkey season on april 19th it would Good be the grief. 20th before i could get you a firearm wow and that's a lot so it's 30 days it's it's a 30 day delay period one thing they are doing scott is uh they're going after that gun show loophole that you always take advantage of <laughs> 
for your 28-gauge ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> right, the one, and the one 28-gauge for sale. That's right. The one gun that I bought was a single-shot 28-gauge, and I definitely <laughs> bought it at a gun show. <laughs> there is no such thing as a gun show loophole. No. That is no. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You and go to a firearm show now, and it's almost all dealers anyway. Yes. And so you have to. And we I, have to do a check no matter where we are, yep. period. Yes. And if I... If I'm going to go, uh, you know, if I go into uh, a, a, a gun show someplace and some guy's carrying his uh, shotgun or rifle or handgun that he wants to sell personally, if I'm not allowed to make the transaction at the gun show, well, I'll just go across the street and make the transaction. <laughs> and then I might get shot because he might not really, you know, want to sell a gun. He might want to just take my money. I mean, it, there are all kinds of things that don't make sense about this. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock. I'm going to let Scott sit here. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for a great uh, belt for concealed carry, thesuperbelt.com. Powder horn. Man, what a lot of fun we're having here. You're listening to Gary on Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle.